Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome! My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And we are here to talk about one of the coolest elements out there, and the most common element out there, carbon! Carbon! It's everywhere. It is. Literally. And not figuratively. Right. Literally. Literally Like it's in everything. It's in you. It's in the air. It's in this table. It's in the table? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about we can't talk about who discovered it because <laughs> nobody did no mm. it it's been it's around been forever and cavemen. yes we're gonna name the caveman who discovered it um dr gronk <laughs> foot ouch <laughs> dr gronk foot ouch yes that's an impressive name you know you well, he did he get a doctorate he does it's for a caveman that's yes. pretty impressive i know <laughs> anyway so we can't talk about who discovered it but we could talk about where it's found in nature mm-hmm. and we could talk about its early uses and throughout its wonderful impact in history up to modern day uses yes that sounds so, good cindy mm-hmm. it was not discovered however no we've always known about it yes nobody can say aha this is the day that carbon was discovered i have discovered and i'm awesome nobody could do that uh so basically it's been around since ancient times uh but it's first recognized as an element in the late 1700s hmm. or the 18th century did you have a name of someone who who was able to figure that out no, no, I, do not. I really couldn't either no however we can't tell you that carbon Bob. gets his name <laughs> Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. We can say that carbon gets its name from the Latin word carbo, which means coal. Mm -hmm. So it does have a Latin root name, which may impact where or who discovered it was probably Latin train. Latin. Well, everything's basically Latin. Anything biology. I'm trying to sound smart, Cindy. Uh, Well, you are. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I don't get told that very often. Latin's everywhere. So anyway, um, so tell us a little bit about where it's found in nature, Cindy. It's found everywhere. Yes. Yes. So one of the coolest things is that the carbon that we have in our bodies has come from carbon dioxide gas. What? In a roundabout way. Tell us the roundabout way. Because we obviously rebreathe out carbon dioxide. Yes, we do. Right. That would not be good to breathe in. But on the other hand, plants breathe that in mm-hmm. through photosynthesis. Oh, I know about this. Mm-hmm. I remember biology. <laughs> so the sunlight and carbon dioxide goes into the plant. You give it some water and out comes sugars. Mm. So the carbon that was in the carbon dioxide is now packed in the nice little sugars. Like glucose. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get myself some carbon after this. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so it, but the plants pack away that carbon into, uh, into its nice little sugar. And then we go and rip those plants out of the ground and eat them. <laughs> All that stored energy, <laughs> just for us. Just right. <laughs> so, and then we get that sugar, mm-hmm. and then that we break down that sugar through cellular respiration. Okay. Mm-hmm, which is the opposite of photosynthesis. Breathing which is out, basically. Cool. Right, yeah. Okay. So we take in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. whereas plants breathe Good in carbon dioxide and breathe out mm-hmm. oxygen. But we're going to mm-hmm. talk a lot on this episode, not so much about um, how carbon can be in the air and carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, because um, that involves um, chemical 
Reactions. Reactions. That's Thank it. you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to focus more on, on its original form. It's it's or solid, natural form. Natural yeah. form. Yeah. And it's solid form as well. Because it's natural that it's in the air. This is true. Yes. But we're going to talk more about... The physical um, what you can touch. Yes. And the um, most stable at regular room temperature and regular pressure, the most stable one is graphite. Correct? Uh, yeah, it's also the softest. It's one of the, it soft, it's one of the softest materials. What's amazing about carbon is it is at the same time, it is one mm-hmm. of the hardest elements in the world. That would be a diamond. Yes. And one of the softest in well, graphite. Graphite. Mm-hmm. And so it can be... Oh, in although forms. the diamond is not the strongest anymore. But we'll get to that later. Okay, we're going to... Spoiler. Just take the thunder. <sighs> Okay. Damn, thunder Sorry. right out from under me. <laughs> Rug or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have seen her hand movement of her pulling the rug out. From I, wa- under I me. talk with my hands. Yeah. Yes. Too bad you can't see I, this. Damn it. I know. <laughs> Did not think this through. No. We should have vlogged this. No. Next time. No. Or down the line. Maybe no. Not. You may not want to see our faces. I'm probably not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, where else can it be found in nature in its natural form? <clears throat> well. Carbon, really what they what they found, carbon, um, back our, our caveman, Dr. Dr. Gronk, ouchie foot, foot or something, ouch, yes. foot ouch, foot Type ouch, yeah, MD. something like that, mm-hmm. was uh, basically like charcoal or coal. Um, they have a lot of different terms for that, and I am looking for amorphous carbon. Amorphous. Amorphous. Does you know what amorphous means? Well, I know that A means usually without. No, without. Correct. Not, and see, you are smart. Amorphous mm-hmm. means to change. Mm-hmm. So yeah, without change. Without change. Mm-hmm. So it is if you burn carbon without enough oxygen to burn it completely, and so you get like basically the coal or or they call it black soot or lamp black or gas black or channel black or carbon black because you know we like to just name things a whole bunch of different ways. It's really confusing. It's such an English thing to do. <laughs> Can't be like the Greek and just have like a certain amount of letters, could we? No, no. Well, just we do keep have going. a certain amount of letters. Well. But you... I'm just not winning yeah, today. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, well, so basically you have that kind of carbon, you have graphite, and you have diamond. Those are the naturally occurring, uh, and I'll throw out a word here and you can ring your little bell, allotropes. <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I don't have a bell yet. But what's really cool about carbon, this is probably the coolest thing about carbon. Please tell me. Is that all of those, the it's all just the, the element carbon. There's nothing else in there. Mm-hmm. It's just arranged differently. That is so cool. So the graphite, which is one of the softest materials, and the diamond and uh, the um, buckyballs that we'll talk about later, yes. are all the same, just carbon in, uh, I just bumped the mic. Sorry. Oh, again, I'm talking with my hands. I'm sorry. So the carbon. It's showing me how it's formed. It's right. really fascinating. I wish you could be here for this. <laughs> so the, the carbons are all linked together. Mm-hmm. And how they're linked together tells you whether it's graphite or diamond or something else. So, cool. so it's just the arrangement of one element. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Because it's, I mean, and the other cool thing about carbon besides that is uh, it's called what we call a biological tinker toy. Did you ever have Tinker Toys when yes, you were little? Yes, I did. Okay. I wasn't sure. You're, you're younger than me. So oftentimes... I have, I, I have older siblings. Right. Oftentimes I, I say things in class and the kids are like, yeah, well, blank. I'm, I'm not <laughs> blank an 18-year-old. <laughs> 
I have older people in my class, and they're still like, what? That's true. No, yeah. but tell us. Okay. Tinker anyway, toy. Tinker Toy. So the Tinker Toy was, was a toy that you had that had, you know, like a circular disc, and you had uh, a bunch of holes in it, and then you could put the sticks in. So you could literally create almost any kind of structure you wanted. It was super fun. Right. So the reason why carbon is a Tinker Toy is it because it has four places that other elements can bond to it, which is... Because it's elemental number six, right? Yes, and so, so it it's in that same group. electrons in the outer... Electron shell. The, yeah. The valence electron shell. Oh Look at you. Oh my goodness. I pulled what? that out of 2002. <laughs> yes. Nice. Those outer electrons are what I call the personality of the element. Mm-hmm. So it causes it to react in a certain way based on what electrons are there and how they bond and how they react with other elements because they all want to be like the noble gases because they want to be full and complete right right i remember this because everybody wants to be a noble i want to be complete <laughs> and the there's our cultural connection to right chemistry. you always want to be complete just like the nobles although i think after everybody after watching game of thrones no, nobody uh, realized everybody realized you don't really want to be a noble i was thinking just of the <laughs> gases and not as like royalty that's oh i always Gene go to royalty just mm-hmm. not, not good it's a it's not a family tree it's a no. family wreath <laughs> it's true anyway anyway so, so the yeah so they are able it can bond to four different elements and it can form very stable bonds uh, and so you can create these really wide, large branching, um, you know, single rows. You can have branching things. You can have these, you know, the like, no, not spheres, like the buckyballs, like mm-hmm. the like a soccer ball type thing. Um, and it's all very strong. So it's it's really unique in the elements in respect to that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about its um, kind of in culture. If you look at carbon in diamond, diamond form. Diamonds. Uh, there's been so many wars r- r- mm. just started on diamonds, or if you've, you've pro- I know you've heard of blood diamonds. Oh, and yeah. There's just a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, They're so shiny. They are, but you know, it's it's been this um, alchemist for hundreds and hundreds of years have tried to recreate the diamond, mm-hmm. its purity, its inability to be destroyed <laughs> or scratched. Um, but it wasn't until the 1950s that they were able to actually recreate diamonds um, in a lab mm-hmm. synth- synthetically. Um, but it was with limited success. Yeah, well, because you can take um, you know carbon found in nature, and then if you put it under enough pressure, mm-hmm. you can create a diamond. Right. Right. So that was the key, is trying to be able to do that. But how much pressure do you need? You know, and there's kind of a little, it's a little bit more complicated than just pressure, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because I, I watched a DuckTales episode one time and, and they had elephants running over the coal and they turned, they turned into diamonds. Turned. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's, <laughs> that doesn't that's, happen. That's not, no. Mountains We'd be and rolling in diamonds. <laughs> thousands of millions of, I don't know how many years. Exactly. But, uh, but they were able to create it. And, you know, the idea of, I remember I, t- I taught this to my second graders this mm-hmm. year. The idea that what if we could create like a, a solid glass if we could make basically glass out of diamonds or make other mm. things out of diamonds mm-hmm. so that they're unbreakable. Mm. Well, we can't recreate diamonds that big. No. And only in really one shape. Yeah. You can't, you yeah. can't make them like a, a pane of glass. Yeah, the sh- like a sheet. Yes. Like a flat sheet. Yeah. And so while it would be great to have like unbreakable glass or unbreakable... Um, Lots of other things. It's just not something that 
um, scientists have really been able to do, although they have made some diamonds that look and are really hard to discern from um, oh, from natural diamonds, from natural mm-hmm. diamonds, which makes the jewelry industry go crazy because <laughs> they're like, oh, oh no, because you don't like, want a synthetic diamond, even though it's like the exact same thing. We don't really want a synthetic loves one. You, he'll yes. buy you a natural, real diamond. That's right. What is from, that commercial? He went. He went every, to. He went. He went no. To he went to Jared's. He went to Jared's. He went to Jared's. Or every kiss begins with carbon. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it starts with a C. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about. Um, do you have anything about uh, early uses of? Oh yeah. So carbon. They, yeah, but <laughs> this carbon, this whole thing we're talking about. What is Here, it? I'm, I'm. I'm going through my research. Do you using my hear research the, notes. the rustling of paper? <laughs> that's, that's kind of she what I do. She has pages. I have, pages. I have one note in my iPhone. <laughs> and look at what she's pulling out. I am like, oh, I gotta go back to my notes. All right. I wrote um, this earlier this evening because I left my notes in my classroom. <laughs> Oops. Um, it, I'm just lucky I could find my notes in my office. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so they've it's been used a lot. So even as far back as the Egyptians and the Sumerians in 3750 BC, they used charcoal to reduce metal ore and to make bronze and for fuels and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, the first recorded use of medicine was in 1500 BC, and they realized that it absorbs odor from putrefying wounds and the intestinal tract and they still actually do that don't they with, yeah char- the, like uh, ac- charcoal activated charcoal filters. yeah activated yeah. charcoal that's what that is it's uh, it's carbon yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's, it's very it's absorptive a really good filter, it's really like, absorptive odor filter <laughs> so if you have some bad smells in your house just throw some charcoal around just, throw that on that. just kidding that would be a mess <laughs> it would get black everywhere it would. yeah uh they had 400 bc they would treat a wide range of illnesses including epilepsy chlorosis and anthrax Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, probably not really to the best uh, <laughs> end, but they did They did use it. Um, let's see. Uh, yep. Using um, to filter water to make it potable mm-hmm. in 450 BC. Yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. filters nowadays are charcoal filters. And this was a big thing for ships, you know. Because oh you're, you're, how long were you on the ships? Forever. For like months, mm-hmm. right? And to have real good drinking water for that amount of time, really, you allowed you to stay out longer that by having sense. that potable water Smart that you could people. create. Mm-hmm. I can't even find my shoes in the morning. <laughs> I also have an interesting little tidbit about mm. it being used. Um, the tattoos of the Otzi, of Otzi the Iceman. Mm. He is a 5,300-year-old corpse found frozen in the Alps. Ooh. His tattoos were inked from carbon. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is, I think it takes it's total sense. It's from a 2009 study uh, in the Journal of... Archaeological science. Mm-hmm. There's my little research <laughs> dun, dun, plug dun, dun. there. <laughs> Footnote. So that's all I have of early uses because I had more modern uses. Yeah, well, I'd... what do you call modern? Is it 1800s modern? <laughs> is this, where does modern end? I don't know. <laughs> just keep going through in, history. In eight, yeah, and uh, let's see. Just, um, just go. You, she's got so I know many a bunch. Notes. Well, you know what? What's really interesting? Bring us through history. In 297 AD, the Roman Empire, (laughs) God help them, uh, decided that science was bad. Let's burn all the books. Mm. Yes. Um, So we progress went down kind of for a few centuries or more. The Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. I mean, from a from a theater major's (laughs) point of view, amazing. Well, actually, no. No. During that time, they didn't allow any tragedies because they didn't want like. Don't people want sad? And well, they didn't want any. Um, anyone thinking about how things can be different? All they wanted oh, was slapstick same, comedy. Same, same, yeah. So if you know, uh, what's that musical? 
a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Mm -hmm. That's a mockery of the Roman theater at that time because they were not allowed to talk about politics and they had to be really sneaky about it. And so it created this form of, I'm going on a tangent about theater. But (laughs) Roman Empire, man. Boo. Boo. They're bad. Burning books. It's crazy. What are we in a Ray Bradbury novel? What was his name? (laughs) Ray Bradbury. Bradbury. Yeah, Bradbury. the first time. Yeah. Fair enough. Always, 451. always go with your gut instinct. I tell my students that all the time, and they change their answer and they get it wrong. Mm. Um, well, so I'm gonna go up to like you know Keep in going. 1800s they started uh, sugar refining in Europe, and they used ground and washed wood charcoal for colorizing <laughs> syrups. Oh, yeah. So I mean, pretty much any. Let's see. So let's go over just some uses which have been used in the past yeah. in future. So we have you know the inking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fuel, pencils, crucibles, electrodes, lubricants, jewelry, drilling, cutting, grinding, polishing, printing, ink, black ink is black carbon. Steel, which is an alloy of carbon and iron, which means putting two things together, mm-hmm. mixing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, radioactive dating, chemical industry, um, yeah, there's a lot in yeah, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it's really interesting cuz graphite is actually considered a dry lubricant. Mhm. Which, which is it sounds weird. It's a dry <laughs> Lubricant. It's an oxymoron. Yes. And I actually <laughs> but it makes total sense. don't really know exactly what that it's because the isn't it because of the layers of graphite? There's there's so many Oh like a layer layers to it? that mm. it can it it can move, but it's not a liquid. That could possibly be. I do not know I as much read about it, graphite. And I'll be honest, people, I didn't understand it. <laughs> which is why I'm just telling you yeah, industrial words. lubricant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they use them in crucibles for steel in modern day right now. Mm-hmm. Which is like it kinda of blows my mind. Yeah. Well like, there's some simple stuff is still stuff. used very similarly to to when it was used in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh, both so scanning our notes right now. Yeah. Like, wait, what's what's mm, more we're gonna well, Oh, I was going to talk about graphite. I'm going to talk a little bit about oh, fuel hydrocarbons. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to talk about graphite. Go first. ahead. Graphite. How cool is graphite? First off, it's what's in our pencils, <laughs> not lead. No. That actually came from, I believe, Roman times. That the no. idea of using lead. lead. It's it's graphite, people. Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to get lead no poisoning, poisoning. No. from your graphite pencil. No. Um, but also, it also can conduct electricity. Is used, as I said, as a dry lubricant and mm-hmm. as crucible for steel factories and for brake linings. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. lubricant, yeah, because you don't want to grind your brakes. Uh huh. Interesting. You want to go into well, so hydrocarbons. Please so, tell me, I have no idea what you, you, what you just went on with the brakes, and yes. I'm going with the car theme here. Go okay. For it. So the um, hydrocarbons. So hydrocarbon is makes up to hydro meaning hydrogen and right. carbon meaning carbon. So basically, what? I know. Sometimes that was science my mind is exploding. <laughs> Sometimes science actually makes sense. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have convoluted names for things. No. Occasionally. Um, so hydrocarbons are basically just long chains of carbon Mm -hmm. and hydrogen. And so what do you do before a race or what most people do before a long race? You fuel up. You fuel up with what? What do you say? It's some kind of loaded. Carb load. That took too long. That's right. I'm a runner. (laughs) Carbohydrate. Right. Right. Is carbon and hydrate so carbohydrates hydrocarbons they're tricky because they switched it carbohydrate and they're calling it hydrocarbons yeah well i didn't tell you i saw i said occasionally they're straightforward i don't know so basically it's the long so the the energy that's Mm -hmm. in um 
most everything is between the bonds of the of the elements mm-hmm. and so the long chains of, of carbon with a whole bunch of hydrogens on them have a ton of brain uh, brains no they have a ton of bonds that you can break and when you break those bonds you release energy okay so the carb loading is because if you eat like a sugar uh, a candy bar you're gonna be like beep, 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 and then you're flat out right you don't get yeah, a lot of energy you burn all that burn energy it. quickly, it's very easy and then it's gone right but with the carb uh, with the carbs you have to break down so many bonds to break down that one molecule or the one compound really not molecule um but to break all those down it takes a longer time so you you relate you have a longer lasting energy source so the the, so it's basically uh, hydrocarbons are fuel the carbohydrates that we eat also the gas that you put in your car are hydrocarbons is it's not just carbon but it's hydrogen and carbon together bond yes it's a whole bunch. It's a big line it's of carbons. Big old long chain. A big old long chain. And they can be branch chains and they can be single chains and they can branch off of branches and Ding. all this crazy thing. Two chemistry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Back. But, but the, the difference between those two is simply the arrangement of those carbons. Like we said before, the well, carbon and the hydrogen. We've been atoms. using carbon for fuel, I mean, for forever. I mean, well, you, burn for, a, you burn a tree and you're you, burning carbon. You literally, right. <laughs> no, you're literally, like, when you eat food, that is energy from carbon Mm -hmm. if you have coal which there's a whole coal industry still i don't know why Mm. okay well it's still a good energy source it is yeah it's found in the Mm -hmm. the earth and it burns and it creates energy Mm -hmm. and so we take that yeah so again back to that thing before you know we take that carbon in uh and we break it up and then we put it in different things so your dna Mm -hmm. right the genetic material that you have has carbon sugars in it a sugar made of five or uh, five carbons and so your DNA is based on carbon. It's made out of carbon? Partly. Wow. Yeah. So the ba- the backbone, the backbone of your of your DNA is a five carbon sugar. A figurative backbone, not figurative a literal backbone. backbone. Well, <laughs> it looks like a ladder. It does. Yeah. But anyway. Carbon is... You can't, you can't live without carbon. Carbon is everywhere. <laughs> we could be talking about carbon forever. Forever. I haven't even gotten into... Oh, okay. Okay. So, should, we, should we move on? I mean, we did some, we've gotten some early uses. We've gotten yes. some other things. So we can probably uh, move on to the, the, the more recent uses. I think so. Yeah. And it seems like, even though it was my subject, <laughs> I think Cindy has probably more insight and better uh, research maybe. done. Um, I uh, was really interested by um, the molecule that is now more commonly known as the Buckyball. Buckyball! Buckyball! My ball. favorite. Although, and now every time I hear uh, Bucky, I just think of the Avengers. It's been Bucky. a long, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's Captain America's friend that turns bad. Oh, the, right. The Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Sorry. We just saw a, a, a Black Panther. I actually Panther, haven't so. seen the Winter Soldier. Oh, it's I haven't good. seen a lot of the new ones because I have a child and I don't get to the theater. <laughs> I don't actually see any movies. I I get to watch a TV show on my treadmill at night while I'm running. We we took about a like three year three year hiatus from being able to go to see movies. Yeah. Only recently we've been able so to get I'm back into it. So I'm still in the three year hiatus. Yeah, totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Bucky balls. I mean, Bucky balls. Awesome. So the researchers who discovered it won a Nobel Prize in chemistry in 1996. And there have been many discoveries that have gotten the Nobel Prize involving carbon. That is just one of them. But Bucky balls have mm-hmm. been found to inhibit the spread of HIV. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Inhibit? Inhibit the spread of HIV. Of HIV. Well, how? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, spread the spread the, inhibit the spread within a person or between people? 
interesting. Damn it. I don't know. But I'll <laughs> tell you interesting. what. That is um, interesting. I got it from uh, LiveScience.com or LiveScience. It's, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's LiveScience or LiveScience. Live oh, I went to that one too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think LiveScience. Yeah. yeah. I also uh, got Or no, LiveScience. I think LiveScience. I I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's one of those tricky English words. Stupid English words. words. <laughs> Actually, it's called a... Um, oh, what is that? This, you can have two... It's, it's something she's thinking it's a, really hard. It's a homograph. Oh, there we go. It's a word that is... Oh, homo means same. Yes. Mm-hmm, same but thing. graph means to write mm-hmm. or to draw. Mm-hmm. And so it's written the same, but it's but pronounced differently. differently. And it has... Kind of, well, that one kind of has the same meaning. But, yeah, but somebody's going to have but very different, yeah. that, like, present and present. Sorry, right. I teach second grade. Mm-hmm. I teach yep. it. Um, so, um, yeah, so, tell me more. Do you have more about Bucky Balls? Uh, Bucky Balls. It's just really fun I to did. say Bucky Balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting back to the little kids. Yeah, now <laughs> Bucky Balls. Now I'm acting like a second grade boy. That was funny. <laughs> Um, I did have something about buckyballs. Well, I mean, the, the buckyballs, along with like just the new carbon fibers mm-hmm. uh, and stuff, they, um, if you've gotten like a new tennis racket, that's made out of carbon fiber. Um, it's much stronger and much more lightweight. So they really, it's been more cutting edge of using that in Well, just carbon everything. nanotubes in mm-hmm. general. Nanotubes. Just, uh, they're yeah. extremely strong. So nano means really, really small. Yes. And they're extremely uh, lightweight. And so they're actually used uh, most commonly in, hold on. I'm trying to look at my notes. Um, structural reinforcement because of its high strength and low weight. Exactly. So um, the other, so we have we had the amorphous carbon, the graphite, and the diamond. Those mm-hmm. are our more natural ones. Um, and then, amorphous again for the people that weren't listening the first time <laughs> is without change. Change. Yeah. Is that basically it's just, just kind of a blah charcoal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the other ones called fullerenes and graphene. Uh, are the nanoforms, okay. which in, kind of includes the, the buckyball type thing. Well, really, nano is, um, a, is basically scientists tiny. changing it more so. So, so it's, thin, it's, it. it's thin sheets of graphene. The fullerenes, um, uh, is it graphene or graphite? No, graphene. No, there's graphene, graphene as yeah. well. So it's, it's the, um, no, oh, but I have it here. I don't know. I, really bad note taker sometimes. Um, <laughs> but they're they're just, it's basically like one layer versus okay. like the, most of the like the fullerenes and graphene thing stacked. are layers. Yeah, stacked layers. So they basically ripped off every other layer oh. and left one tiny like. A, and the remember an atom is is <laughs> so ridiculously small. It is <laughs> uh, that to have just one layer of atoms is crazy. And that's what that that's is. That's a lot of science. Yeah. And so it revolutionized like the electronic industry and nanotechnology in general, you know, is just like. <laughs> no, they're really doing fan- amazing things. I think they're even starting to try and create different types of armor with carbo nanotubing. And, um, but again, this is stuff that's not affecting too much of our culture, I feel like, as of yet. But I as feel of like yet, it, it will. will. Yeah. But tell us more. Talk about so, C14, the radioactive. Well, I have a little bit about... Oh, okay. Sorry, I just, just... I'll just... I'll, I'll go into that one in a second. Okay. But the graphene... Um, it's the... Yeah, the graphene, uh, those single sheets, uh, single sheet of atoms, okay. is the strongest material known, but still ultralight. So now this is the one that's been now stronger than diamonds. When strong, diamond oh, okay. was the most graphene strongest. Is... Right. Graphene is the... That thin layer. It's flexible, conducts electricity, as you kind of said, and better than copper even. And if you've ever wow. torn down a house, <laughs> you have copper wire everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really 
co- copper's kind of like people will go into old houses and rip out the mm-hmm. copper wire. Oh yeah, because we did when we when we when you um we bought a, a house that we tore down. Yes, and so Steve went in and make sure you a... you say that we we went into a house we owned. <laughs> yes, and <took> all <laughs> the copper wire. We, we destroyed house. the house that we bought. <laughs> And then took the copper wire out. Broke into the house and stole all the <laughs> copper wiring from the inside. Shh. I mean, just no. kidding. No, Internet. just kidding. Um, so yeah, it was uh, the yeah the graphing is yeah you, you take off the layers. Um, so if it can if we can do have something that conducts electricity even better than copper, and we something could, that doesn't we don't have to find in nature but that can be made right. In, we can in, make like you just take graphite and be like. <laughs> That would save us a lot of money mm-hmm. and, and be easily reproduced and would help our society. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's one sixth as heavy and better than copper. It's a hundred times stronger than steel. That's crazy. Nanotubes, um, and the nanotube process can take salt out of seawater more effectively, <gasps> which could be a huge issue for it, when we run out of our fresh water. Right. Which you know <laughs> could happen. <sighs> the way we're going. I read a lot of sci-fi, <laughs> a lot of post-apocalyptic novels, and so I'm like, when we do run out oh, on fresh water, going to be a problem. But not if we have this. No. Go no. science, go. Yeah, I'll attest to having fresh water on a boat. We were out in when I would I do dolphin research on the side. Uh, <laughs> my other days in the Bahamas. I know, so sad. Um, but we were on a boat, and we had to we had our fresh water, but we had a, a reverse osmosis system so we take salt water in oh, and make fresh water so it's, it's really handy to be able to have and if we could do it more easily there you go that would be fantastic yeah. so back to c14 i think we have a little bit of time to talk about carbon dating yeah, and carbon radioactive dating. c14 before we run out of time so this will be another ding because c14 is an isotope <laughs> iso means the same but basically means a car- all, almost all elements have um, different kind of versions of themselves mm-hmm. based on their atomic structure of how many neutrons they have. But C14 is a radioactive version of carbon, basically. Okay. So that's why it's instead of C12, that's normal So it version. can turn me into Spider Woman. No. Dang. <laughs> What's the point of C14? <laughs> no, radioactive stuff will just kill you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi has ruined us for that. You're not going to turn into some awesome being. But tell being. us why is C14, the radioactive form of carbon, important? Because we can date things. So we can see how old something is. I'm married. I don't need to date anyone. <laughs> Not that kind of dating. Oh. Yeah. Like the actual, like, Julian calendar date. A Julian, huh? Julian. It's, it's, it's Julian. Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to date Julian. Um, so, the, so if we want to find out, if we find a fossil, we want to find out how old that fossil is, mm-hmm. we can use carbon dating. Because carbon, as we said, is in everything. Right. So, um, so the carbon-14, so something that's radioactive breaks down at a, a specific rate. Okay. So it is what we call a half-life. So there's a certain amount of time where half of it will be gone. Okay. And so based on each one, we know all these different isotopes, we know what their radioactive decay time is. You can then use that and say, well, if this is how much is left, this is how much we should have started with, this is how much time has passed. And how old it is. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So You want to hear a funny joke? Yeah. About, okay, so uh, why are geologists always single? I don't know. They date rocks. <laughs> so truth, literally, and also in a funny way. I like it. My That's geology a good teacher one. in college taught me that. Well, I have to tell my students. Yeah. yeah, I tell them a lot of knee slapper jokes. Sometimes yeah. I'm the only one laughing. I'm always the only one laughing. I love it. <laughs> 
So that's really cool. I want. Yeah. I do want to talk real quick about mm-hmm. that Wow in the World episode. Oh yeah. If you um, if you have kids mm-hmm. and you want your kids to be really excited about science as well, um, there's a great podcast called Wow in the World. Wow in the World. Do do. Yeah. And they Super had fun. a whole um, episode about raining diamonds, mm-hmm. and it's the idea that I don't know if it was Neptune or Uranus. I want to say it's Uranus because I had my students read it. Or listen to it in class. <laughs> and I just was like, please say Uranus. Don't say <laughs> don't, it the other way. Cause uh, that one says Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, well, really? Crazy. I, I feel yeah. like they wouldn't be. Oh, and solid diamonds on Uranus and Neptune. Yeah. So we were so both right. The idea yeah. is um, that um, the it's so cold on the outside of the planet. And there's it's so hot on the inside of the planet mm-hmm. that it creates an immense amount of pressure and, and so pressure causes diamonds yes and so they there's a theory that if there's so much pressure in the atmosphere of these planets that it could be possible that it is literally literally raining diamonds and not just small tiny diamonds no no like, like boulder, giant diamond like diamonds. giant Huge. boulder diamonds and i just thought that was so cool and of course i'm trying to explain this to my uh second graders mm-hmm. about <laughs> like like giant a planet diamonds rotation and like pressure and explaining how diamonds are formed so i'm like pause okay kids about every 10 Ten seconds seconds so um i thought that's an amazing idea now that's not where it's found mm. in our planet no. but it's possible that there could be these enormous i wouldn't want to be there though because then you're dodging enormous boulders of diamonds. diamonds which are still like one of the hardest struck uh, materials <laughs> known you would die so but i mean what a way to go right being crushed by what boulder sized diamond on neptune yeah or, or uranus, uranus. <laughs> well uranus. carbon is uh rough it's very abundant so it's the fourth most abundant in the universe and sixth most abundant element like depending on who you ask kind of it's it's pretty abundant however anyway. in it's in its natural form mm. it's more um it's like in medium supply moderate supply which you can right. learn a lot about this element and mm-hmm. other elements on the periodic table by um going to the royal society of chemistry mm-hmm. which is a fantastic resource that we both use we did we just realized mm-hmm. we both use <laughs> like that was the first one i know me too um so if you they also have podcasts but they go uh, a little more mathematical and in depth their podcast mm-hmm. on uh, Carbon is all about diamonds, and they throw out a lot of numbers. And I read the transcript and went, "Wow, I it's not Whoa. for me." But if you <laughs> but a have lot of listened information. to this podcast and you've gone, "Wow, I really want to learn more about carbon," you can use that. We'll also have our other resources um, on our page. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten million compounds uh, with carbon in it have been discovered. That's a I mean, lot of compounds. Yeah. It's it's the it's like the keystone for ninety five percent of known compounds. I mean, it's just there's so much to learn about it. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think that wraps up our episode on carbon. Yes, we I think have... we kept it close to our thirty minutes. Oh, yes. thirty four. Yeah, oh, we're doing pretty good. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. Hope you had fun. I hope you did. I had too. a great time. <laughs> well, we hope that you <laughs> You'll be listening to us again soon. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And this has been Elemental Fun. Till next time. Bye.
in nature. In nature. Well, do you know that the carbon that's in your body comes from the, uh, much of it comes from the carbon dioxide that you breathe in? I did not. Mm. Yes. So this is where the chemistry part comes in here. Uh, so I got my bell ready. So ready to go. <laughs> you breathe in carbon dioxide and through cellular respiration, which is the opposite of photosynthesis. Oh, basically. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we take that carbon dioxide, uh, or we take, oh my gosh, we don't do that. We, we do not take carbon dioxide. We do that. Right. That's the photosynthesis part. Right. It's, it's super late. Oh, so through cellular respiration, wow, we need to start this all over again. Okay. 